Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast coming to you after a rather disappointing night in Madrid uh, going down 3-1 losers but we do have an away goal it's not not all is not lost but it will be if we play like we played some phases of the game tonight <laughs> to discuss this terrible result and no and let's be honest it was it was pretty bad the performance was awful and Liverpool I have Jay Reid Jay how are we feeling uh, much less confidence as what it was going into the game. I think uh, we all had a little discussion before and how we felt, but yeah, well, you, had, you, had, you, had, you had us winning four 0 <laughs> I had a five four nil victory. Yeah, I was that my your optimism was always. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see yeah. It. <laughs> it it was just one of them. I've been. Yeah, I mean we're gonna get into yeah. it, but it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's yeah. just very much yeah. Just fucking frustrating. That's what it is. Yeah, massively. <laughs> just get it out there. And and also joining us tonight, just the three of us, we have Beryl Akis, Um joining us as a half centurion. How are you, my man? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to well, welcome to the I, club. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's, uh, I I I could have thought of a, of a better start for this uh, for my second <laughs> yeah, well, last week, well, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, no, that's not what it's called. But never mind. It, it was it was dreadful. I was uh, I, this was not the best night uh, to be a Liverpool fan. No, definitely not. Definitely not the old quarterfinals. Well, yeah, I'll start with you. And um, I think the obituary of this needs to start. The post mortem of this needs to start with the team selection, and you know how how it went drastically wrong. Um, our midfield just you know with Naby Keita involved, it was a surprise. I think to all of us. Um, you know, we discussed, I think, in the last pod about where was he, why is he not getting game time. And he was put in, you know, Jota got the nod over Firmino and, and you know, on, on, on the previous pod, Andy had put that forward. I assumed he was going 4-3-3 with, with Firmino. Um, I was half right, but it was Jota um, tonight. But I think that first half was, was fucking dreadful. It was absolutely dreadful. There's very little good to say about it. Um, but Pearl Naby Keita had a bad night, Jay. He did, um, and I have to admit I was very positive about him starting um, because I just think that there's something in that player that we haven't got in any other midfielder. Um, his ability on the ball is something that we don't really have in any other lads. Maybe with Oxley Chamberlain, but we we all know his downfall in the past two and a half three years. Um, and I was very infused at the fact that Jota started as much as we all love Bobby Firmino he's he's not done it and given the performance on the weekend that Jota off the bench you thought well he's got a, he's got his tail up and Ginny Wijnaldum was rested so there's another set of fresh legs in the midfield around Fabinho and we all discussed the fact that it was probably to do with getting legs around their age in midfield and lo and behold that first half showed that Age and experience is always something you can't buy in football, and it was just <sighs> nobody got started. And as much as Naby Keita will take the headlines and a lot of the flack for being hooked, it could have been any one of them. There was not one player on that pitch who was above four no, out of ten. That, that midfield, no, well, but, but especially they just played the midfield. midfield like, oh, the midfield like it wasn't there. It wasn't there. It was very, very, very similar to the, the final in Kiev where it was Milner, 
Wijnaldum and Henderson, I think, if I remember rightly. And they just they just scored us. They just abused us in midfield, and they done it exactly again tonight. Um, and it was it's just as Ben said before the pod. We think we've turned the corner, and then we run straight into a pile of shit or the brick wall, and it's annoying because really we should have we should have had too much. Um, and as I yeah, said, it could have been anyone. The, oh, it could have been anyone. Yeah, but the only consistency we've seen from this team this season is being bad, not being good. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know how to 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 break it down because I'm not going to watch it back. I don't, I'm not one of these people who sits and diagnoses the game and forensically analyzes it and breaks it all down. But we were just second to absolutely everything, um, and we clearly worked on the long ball. Um, if you watch any La Liga football which not, a lot of us probably don't anymore because there's not so much freely available in, in the UK but if you watch any of it it's a, a lot of it all is to do with keeping the ball on the ground nice playing football they went route one numerous times in the first half and they targeted the channel between Trent and Phillips which I picked up on very quickly which was a big highlight of what was going wrong but that's what teams were doing to us six weeks ago before we had this little three-week break when we were losing games at home where people were just launching the ball long at Phillips because on the turn, he can't. He's got no pace and they know that Trent can't help himself in going forward and there's a huge media discussion about Trent in the England squad and a lot of Liverpool fans will defend him. That's not his fault on defending tonight. He's got no consistent centre-half partner on the inside of him but tonight away from home in Europe, it was probably as much on Klopp as well as anyone else to just say, just sit tight for the first 20. Keep it tight. Even the first half, because it's with only a half time in the leg. And we've got to try and play our football in some part, but you could tell after the first five minutes, they wanted the ball and they were going to dominate it. You've just got to say to them, just sit in next to me and just keep it tight and don't give them any opportunities. And numerous times they've just done it. And I don't know how many times they got in, but it felt like five or six times in the first half. And then we're going to get into the second half shortly. But it was it was blatantly obvious and we didn't learn from the first goal. And then it happened again on the second goal where his header was so poor it probably would have been better just leaving it. And we probably would have got an offside call, but he's probably trying to make up for the fact that he's being caught over the top. And... I don't I don't know what, what more to say really, but we, we have been found out and we've got to change something in our approach and the way we play going into next week because they're now going to come to Anfield and say, well, you've got to score at least two and they're just going to try and hit us on the counter and that's exactly what they've done to us tonight on their patch when we had men more behind the ball. Next week we're going to have to go for it, so we've got to come up with something else that's going to have to be a a change in personnel doesn't have to be a change in mentality and a change in approach to the game and I'm sure Biddle's got more to say on that as well the the philosophy and the way of thinking about it because there is a lot to be said about how bad we were in that first half Right, that's me off mute No, I hear you Jay um, like that, that Beryl, I'm going to come to you on it and, and Madrid didn't have to do anything special to be 2-0 up in this game um, and every time they attacked, our defence looked 
looked really all at sea. They looked really, really all at sea. And, you know, okay, it improved second half. We'll get on to that. But I think what what's annoying me so much is if they'd had to really work for those goals, if they'd had to really break us down, they didn't. They walked through our midfield and our defence was a mess. And, you know, Jay's talking about changes there uh, in his piece. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the unthinkable and Fabinho stepping back into defence for next week. That's, that's, that's another story. But but give us your spin on, you know, as I say, they just weren't special. It wasn't anything to, to write home about, but we're 2-0 down. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I watched parts of, uh, of their game against Eibar uh, this weekend, just, you know, um, to... <laughs> Uh, this is how seriously I take my my uh, uh, my Liverpool fandom, and and you know my podcasting uh, <laughs> uh, research. Um, you know it was on. So uh, and and they had to work far more to to win against Eibar than they had uh, had to work against us. This was probably one of their easiest wins uh, for a long time. We were we were absolutely diabolical, and um, and and. But you see that that's and, a, that's a good. That's something to cling to there, Beryl, because, you know, they haven't been outstanding. Was this their big... If that's the best that they can do, that's surely a good thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, you, you could look at it from that perspective. But, uh, at this, you know, they are probably the worst uh, Real Madrid side in, in the last uh, five years or maybe ten years. But but so are we. So the, the problem is... Um, we haven't been been this bad for for, for ages as well, and and um, uh, and and what we had done uh, to to accommodate the fact that you know Phillips isn't very quick and and uh, Ozan Kabak isn't uh, isn't accustomed to the system and he is very young and inexperienced. We we had started to play a, a certain way, you know, against Wolves and against Arsenal, um, and we had to work uh, a lot harder uh, against Wolves than against Arsenal. But but then again, it was they were both. Um, pretty comfortable uh, wins, and and what we did was uh, um, play with the midfield with uh, Thiago and Fabinho, uh, and, and press like we did before, and 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 that press is is, is vital. It's very important if you um, if you want to cut out the the, the long ball uh, you know over the top because you are vulnerable against uh, this kind of ball because of the lack of speed and because of you know the uh, Trent's positioning and his, you know, and the mistakes he sometimes makes with that. But uh, and and then you you get to the point. So 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 why did we start Nabi? Um, I, I thought the last two matches that he uh, that he figured in, he was he was pretty good and, and he he came on uh, from the bench and he was he was and he looked a, a better uh, Nabi than he was before, uh, stronger and uh, and you know. Uh, less susceptible to to being pushed off the ball by by uh, and, and more press resistant, but and he, he he didn't know what to do because you know if if um, and, and the first goal was scored by uh, what's his name uh, um, uh, 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 Vinicius uh, and uh, who was you know their their uh, left winger so he he nominally yeah, we made him look be, world, we made him look world class which he's not. <laughs> yeah, he, he's very quick and he has some tricks up his sleeve, but, uh, but uh, you know, not a very good finisher normally. But but tonight he was, you know, the first one wasn't a very uh, uh, hard finish because um, uh, Matt Phillips, uh, you know, badly misjudged the ball. He was, you know, the, the ball was, uh, Crows gave, gave, I think, at least a 60-yard pass. So he had lots of time to... 
to look where his uh, where the runner came from. He had lots of time to, to, to try something, maybe even you know foul him, but no, that could have been a red card. So maybe that was wouldn't have been the the, the right call. But uh, it, it was such an easy finish. It was it was it was. But you know, uh, it was so easy because Gross had 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 ages on the ball. He he could he could look uh, uh, how to pass. He could he even pointed. Uh, he, he showed Vinicius what he was going to do, and there was no no pressure on him whatsoever. And and that's what what the I think what was wrong in the first half. And I think uh, that had a lot to do with uh, with our mentality, but also with, with the bad positioning of Navigata, who who. Uh, really didn't know what to do. Um, he was playing the, uh, you know, what what is usually the the Henderson position, um, uh, the, the right midfielder that has to cover in for for uh, has to do lots of the defensive work uh, for Trent to accommodate his uh, his uh, him going forward. But you know, Nabi did neither did that nor did he. Um, uh, pass uh, or, or retain the ball. He was, uh, he was far too easily uh, uh, losing the ball. But you know, so were all the other midfielders. Um, I, I don't know what was wrong, but uh, you know, it, it, we started very badly, and then it looked like we started to gain some control. And then when we conceded, uh, it was like a house of cards, and, and uh, people were yelling at each other. And Nabi was. Uh, um, was was um, was constantly being coached by the other players and 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 wasn't reacting well to it. and 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 then we saw um, uh, Jurgen Klopp doing something that he you know very very rarely does. I remember Lovren being hooked before halftime uh, against Tottenham Hotspur, but I, I can't think of any other um, uh, of, uh, occasions and um, you know with, without there being an injury. Um, so. Uh, and I, I think this was an acknowledgement of, of Klopp that, that he made a mistake, and 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 that's probably what been our downfall. And uh, again, uh, this was, uh, you know, we 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 just watched two games in a row that we were pretty solid and, and patient. It, it must be said and, though that the, the Thiago did change it. Um, Beryl, his introduction did did help. Yeah, but you know, uh, too little, too late. Uh, I think is the phrase that you can use there. It's yeah, he, it did help, but you know, we were two, two nil behind in that at uh, that uh, point, and um, and uh, Thiago has has this knack to to overcompensate and try to um, you know try to 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 solve the problems and try to you know this this messianistic uh, um, I I will. Um, I will try to do to, to put everything right, and uh, so yeah, he, he, we were better after his introduction, but uh, by then we were two 0 behind, and uh, you know, and then the second half came. Do you want me to <laughs> go on on the second half? Uh, oh yeah. no, I, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll flip the J for for, for to, to start. It's uh, you know, Beryl has has made. I, don't, I couldn't disagree with a word that he said, Jay. Um, you know, it, it, this does come down on Klopp a little bit. And, you know, it's a very rare occasion we see Jurgen Klopp go to the bench and dip in before before half time. But the, the, the terrible part about this, it was absolutely 100% needed. Um, and yep. I, I'm just wondering, 
you know, it's, it's a question. Um, where, where does this leave Naby Keita? He, you know, he's never, the, he's never been the player. We've said it a million times in this pod. He's never been the player that we saw at Leipzig for us. Is it now? And, and and there's another side as well. It's not really fair to be this hard on him, given the fact that he doesn't get the starts. But if he's not getting the starts, and when he does come on, he's doing that. There doesn't seem to be much of a future there, does it? In the face of it, no, not really. But then in the reality, we'll take into account he's dropped in tonight after not playing. I don't even know when the last time he played. He didn't play the weekend. He didn't play. I don't think against Wolves before the break or Leipzig. Um, I could be wrong. I'd have to do the check, but I'm not going to. Um, but he's, he's not featured regularly. It's basically been Fabinho, Wijnaldum and Thiago on the whole. And we have seen Curtis probably more than we've seen Naby in the last half dozen games, let's say. Or even Oxlade-Chamberlain occasionally or Shaqiri. Um It's been very few and far between. So we... He's dropped in in a big European game. Now, that can be go one or two ways. It can be seen as a big vote of confidence and trust from the manager. But then also Klopp's big, big thing that he goes on about is rhythm. And players need to be in rhythm. And his, his, his comments before the game was he's been really good in training. Training is one thing. Playing a match is another thing. Playing a match against Real Madrid in the European Cup semi-final, in a quarter-final, is an even other bigger thing. So it was a huge call to put him in. So that alone is on Klopp. For what Keita does on the pitch then, that's down to Keita. But it's on Klopp and it goes wrong as much as it is on the player to, to perform on the pitch. Um, and he has all his hands up himself and said, I had to take it off. But it was tactical. It could have been many players, but I chose Naby at this time because it, it was the easier one to take off. He's not going to take Ginny off, who's captain on the night. He's not going to take Fabinho off because he's so important. And he's not going to take one of the front three lads off. So it had to be him. Um, unfortunately, I, I at 60 minutes... There was a candidate in the front three who could have been hooked at any stage. To be, oh, to be, yes, if, we're yes, really, yes. if we really want to be honest about it, and it's a terrible, mm-hmm. a terrible thing to be talking about, but it's true. But, but the... As we said before, the body, he's just got too much credit in the bank. And in the reality, it shouldn't really count for much, but it does. Uh, and we all know who that, that man is. And if you put the A on the end of man, you know what his name is. Um, but <laughs> none, none of the midfield performed. And for me, I would have took Ginny off on about 60-65 and probably went with Curtis. If you weren't going to go with Bobby and try and roll the dice and go for the 4 2 3 one, go with Curtis, a lad who will get his foot on the ball and will carry the ball because that was the reason he put Naby in. Um, it wasn't coming off for Ginny. Um, so, yeah, it, where does it leave him long term? I'd be surprised if he went in the summer because who's going to buy him? It's. It's not really a uh, we, we, we would lose we would lose a fortune on him because exactly. he's done nothing for three seasons. It's not it's not really a a market where you're going to get the true value of players because there's still going to be the effects of COVID and financially on clubs. Um, I can't see many takers for him in general anyway at the moment because he's he's quite a unique player and given he's had quite a lot of injuries at us. So, in the Premiership, no one's, or Premier League, no one's going to touch him. 
Um, so you're probably looking at maybe Spain, Italy or Germany, and there's just not the money in them leagues to recoup the money that we paid for them. Therefore, I just don't think we sell them. And also, we're going to be losing Ginny in all reality. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Oxley Chamberlain moved on for the sake of himself and the club because it's not really worked for him since his injuries. There's an argument that Milner could go, or if not, he's he's not he's not getting any younger, so he's not going to feature as much. So would you really want to change two to three, four maybe midfielders if you were possibly losing Milner as well? No. So he has got to stay. Um, and he will get more opportunities. And it's hard because where, where, where does he get games? When does he get a run of games? He only gets a run of games if there's an injury, really, for me. And even then, it's when does that injury happen and who's he coming forward who's he replace and does he get that run of games and it, if it doesn't happen for him in the first two or three games then he's out the team Um, it, it just you want it to happen for him so much because you know the talent that's in there but you just know that the reality is it's not going to happen Um, and we are going to take a loss on him and he probably will go on and have a career somewhere else and probably excel look at the the likes of Iago Aspas and Luis Alberto who we signed years ago who it just didn't work for them Liverpool for one reason or another and have gone on to have very credible careers at Lazio and Celta Vigo respectively so it could just be that case where it might have just been that one step too far in coming to Liverpool and maybe it was just the league was just too much for him and the reality is he's going to go on and have a, a decent career maybe the, the level below us maybe the, the Europa League level Maybe he goes to someone like the level of Frankfurt or Lazio or Sevilla or somewhere like that who aren't competing for league titles and at the, the back end of the Champions League where he can he can get a run of games and, and be a star in the team. I mean, that that's in reality what I think is probably the best case scenario for him because at the moment, the longer it goes on, it's just really not working for him as much as it wants it to. It's just not. I know. I hear you. I don't think there's any any malice from any Liverpool. We all want it to happen for him, but you know, given given like the sample size now is big enough, it, it does. It just doesn't look good. But they're all second half, and we come out second half. We look like a different team. We look a team that like like a team we've who have woken up. Mo Salah gets the goal, um, and you're thinking, right here we're on. But of course, we go and another comedy of bloody errors, and we're three one down and. From three, going 3-1 three, down, we never really look like we're going for the jugular. I know we're not wanting to concede anymore, but 3-2, three, 3-1's three, not, like it's not the end of the world, but for 3-2 would have been a whole lot better. Yeah, it looked a lot like the games that we lost against, uh, um, you know, uh, Everton, uh, Chelsea, and, you know, all the other Teams that you know usually don't have a sniff uh, uh, against us uh, at Anfield, but, uh, and you know we, we give teams um, an advantage and then they can defend it, and then we are not able to do anything against that. And uh, to be fair, there, there were uh, some instances that could have become chances, but you know our our forward three weren't at their best tonight. Um, you talked about Mane. I think uh, you know he was absolutely dreadful t- tonight. He, w- he was uh, as bad as Nabi Keita, but 
uh, and Nabi Keita was costing us goals and um, uh, yeah, Mane was uh, yeah frustrating in that he he tried to do everything and 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 tried to up you know ended up doing nothing and and losing the ball and making all the, the bad decisions. But, you know, we, we've seen this before. We've seen it against Southampton. We, you know, and, and I just named an, uh, another two games that we uh, lost and, and, and um, desperately tried to score against a, a very well-organized team. Um, uh, Real Madrid uh, didn't have Ramos and didn't have uh, Varane, uh, their, um, you know, their, their first-choice defenders. And we know that we don't have our first choice defenders, but you know their second choice defenders. You know Nacho is is really not a very good defender, but he looked he looked like a world beater tonight and <laughs> against uh, against our front three. Um, but yeah, uh, the second half started differently, and 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 I was uh, saying uh, you know to uh, to the people with with whom I was watching this game. So why didn't we start this game? Um, you know, from the first start, uh, half like this, we scored the two-one, and and uh, as as you just said, uh, I was thinking, okay, we we will kick on from this, but that three-one was very deflating. It was such an easy goal for them. It, it was it was like a, you know, this is their training pitch, the um, um, that they uh, have. Uh, you know, we we weren't at at the Bernabeu. And and this looked like a training, uh, like a training goal, uh, um, uh, just a throw in. Um, uh, Robo getting, you know, passed way too easily. Uh, the pass and and to to Modric and at this point, uh, I don't know what Fabinho is doing, but he's not paying attention to the game. Uh, and Modric, you know, uh, old, slow Modric. With all of his qualities, uh, uh, just can can give the ball easily to to Vinicius again, um, and again, uh, Ned Phillips. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not not um, paying attention, and he, he just slots the ball into the, the right corner. And uh, I, uh, the first two goals, uh, Alisson was not at fault at all. But this one looked a bit suspect, maybe. Uh, then again, it was far too easy. For them, and I think it, this deflated us. And yeah, and at three-one, they didn't need to do anything, um, uh, but just uh, uh, keep us at bay and 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 throw the long ball towards uh, the very quick Vinicius. And uh, yeah, it, and and I I don't know if if you know I thought it was the 79th minute or something like that. You know, it was pretty late on that that, that we made the other changes. And um, and I, I don't know if if that wasn't too late, and I don't think they were the right changes. I don't know what happened to Curtis Jones, uh, except from the fact that he got a red card, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in the game for for the uh, England under 21s. But uh, before that, he wasn't playing for us uh, either, and 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 he had been in a real good form, and we were praising him. So I, I don't know what's happening there, what's going on there. It this. It I don't think um, uh, Jurgen Klopp will look back at this game and say, yeah, we made all the right choices and it was, this was just bad luck. I think they got things wrong um, and they corrected them uh, a bit uh, by taking off Nabi Keita for, for Thiago. I don't know what Thiago thinks about the fact that he was dropped uh, in the first place, but um, 
um, after the 2-1, uh, uh, the 3-1 uh, deflated us, and it was all over by then. And I think we, we could have lost by a bigger margin even. So they, they squandered a, a couple of chances, and, 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 and now we still have a chance, not if you play like this, <laughs> but if, uh, if the other team turns up, you know, the one that, that beat uh, Wolves and Tottenham and, uh, uh, and West Ham and, and, and uh, um, Arsenal, and that team might might have a chance, uh, but you know, not playing like this. No, absolutely not. And Gay, you know, Pearl has already, has already mentioned this is not a classic Galacticos Real Madrid. And whilst they won tonight, and, and I have no problem, they played very well and they beat us. But I don't think they were special, and I don't think they're special in any way. And you know, Beryl's alluded to it there. If if the right team takes the pitch in Anfield with the right attitude from minute one. This is salvageable, but it's a big if. And the problem is that we haven't seen that consistency all season. And we just don't know who's going to take a pitch and what, what form of themselves they're going to take on. But, you know, Sadio Mane, prime example. Um, you know, he, as you rightly say, the guy has bundles of credit in the bag. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and bash Sadio Mane. No way. Um, because you, you just get the feeling it, 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 he's just playing himself out of a bad patch, but he could have been hooked a whole lot sooner tonight and things like that. But I just don't think, I just don't think this Madrid side, you know, this isn't this isn't classic. This isn't something we can't turn around. Is the point that I'm trying to make? Not without fans. I mean, I am the optimist, but not not without fans. I think if we were going to the the game next week. Well, I, I certainly have the day booked off work. I won't be booking a day off work for that next week on the telly. Um, <laughs> I just, oh, I'd love it to happen, but I just think they're going to get one goal and we need three. And unless we completely flip our way of playing like we did tonight, it's possible. It really is. But Anfield without fans is just. An absolute graveyard. The the six teams that have come there and beat us in the past six home games in the league doesn't happen when there's fans in the ground. Maybe maybe the City game because City are just a really good team. We've got to be honest about that. But even then, it doesn't happen in that manner. We don't lose four one. It just it it's just really deflating in the fact that we know how much it means to us as fans and how much it means to the club and how much the players and the manager and everything else. But it's a a big ask. I mean, we get the first goal in the first 10, 15 minutes and we go in 1-0, 2-0 at half-time, scores level. We only need, well, we don't need any more. We we go through on a 2-0 win. Um, The the first goal in that game is absolutely vital. But if it goes longer than a half hour, 45 minutes even, and it's 0-0, it just plays right into Real Madrid's hands because they'll just sit back and we saw what they've done to us tonight on the counter with the long ball. They're just going to do exactly the same next week. I would not be surprised next week if they started Rodrigo and Vinicius either side of Benzema and left out Asensio and just went for pure pace on the counter with two wide men and basically just said, right, well, that, that that's our game plan. We're just going to hit these two lads long all night and we know what we're going to do. It's up to you to come and break us down and we couldn't tonight. Um, and f- fair play to them because, as Beryl said, Nacho isn't the best defender. Militao is, is competent. 
and we were linked to them in January, I would have been more than happy to take him. And it's it's baffling how he doesn't get in at Madrid because he's probably on the paper a much better defender than Sergio Ramos is, but he's going to get in because of his name. Um, they defended the box like the last defender on the night. They, they were like John Terry and Car, uh, Carvalho at the back when Chelsea used to just throw bodies in front of the ball. They, they just stopped everything. Um, and the two full-backs just basically stopped us crossing. And then Salah and Mane were mute. Um, Salah was a little bit more lively than Mane, but he didn't really get much change out of them. Um, they were forcing them in field where all the traffic was and as you said before the pod, the, it was built in Brazil as Casemiro versus Fabinho. We was the the best holding midfielder, and tonight on that evidence, Casemiro justifies why the Brazilian national team and I'm sure the majority of myself probably go with Casemiro as the as the number one holding midfielder in the world. I know we all disagree, and on his day, Fabinho was world class, and for those probably the best, but. He was in there tonight on his own. He was manning that midfield on his own. So he looked even worse because he's trying to do the job of three men. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd love us to do it next week. I really would. And it's not being beyond the realms of possibility. But with no crowd in there, I just don't see the real, the reality coming into, into play. Because we all know if we get one goal and that crowd's full, they, they go two goals down mentally in the head. But when the stadium's empty and you've only got clock on the sideline shouting, it's it's not. Um, so I, I I'm hopeful, but I'm not putting all my eggs in this basket for for the results. I think if we would have got one more tonight, yeah. But we we've, we're we're clinging to this away goal, and that's all we've got to cling to from that game tonight. Yeah, and you know you make a really good point. In, in normal circumstances, in normal times. That away goal is massive, and, and it is maybe just unhinged a little bit by by the well, not a little bit completely by the the, the lack of fans. But if, but if we had anyhow, fans, that 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 next game starts now. If we had fans, like oh, absolutely, we 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 knew that if if we were obliged to go to the ground next week, there'd be plans for welcoming the buses, getting the raucous atmosphere. We'd be at the stadium for six o'clock, half past six. We we'd have. We'd have Madrid on the rack before we even got in there, and we just can't. So, like that—that's a deflating part. And I know everyone here is hugely pro fans, and I'm in a very fortunate position that I live in the city and I go to the game on a regular basis. And that's what's hurting the most is not being able to do my part as much as much as other fans do their part around the world and around other countries. Like. It, it, it hurts so much when you've been so involved with something so good for the last four or five years on the clock that you just you've had it all dragged away and it, it just deflates you so much when you're going into Aye, such a game. Like Jay, when you walked out of of that game um, last season against Atletico Madrid, could you like you would never imagine that over a year later you're still not back? It, 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 you know it. It, it's been a long, long time, and 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 you know when it when when it does come back, and hopefully it is going to be soon, and, and by all by all the signs at the moment suggest that it won't be too much longer before we get Sunday in. But you know, as a fan, a fan who goes to the stadium, just just a question for you, and it's my own personal uh, curiosity: Do you think that this will have changed anything 
Do you think that this football will have changed when the fans do come back? Initially, as as a fan experience, do you mean, or just football in general? Yeah. Do do do, do you think that, you know we would talk about the gentrification of football and shit like that? You know what I mean? Do you think there'll be further steps in that direction? You know, with coming back in because they've got, they can sort of put a little bit of restriction upon you, and you know that these are within the rules of COVID and all that. I'm just wondering, will they try and clamp down? And I know we're away off on a tangent, but fuck it. Me, yeah, I think I think it's possible for the first few months possibly if we get fans back in the stadium hopefully next next season and if it's a 50% 75% capacity um, it, w- it will be a bit different it will be a bit sanitised but you, you wait till there's a big game you wait till there's United coming to Anfield or there's a derby or like hopefully a big European night next season and all that goes right out the window like we've seen the situation when when Liverpool won the league last year and the crowds outside Anfield and that was in the height of Covid like when it really matters nothing's going to change but yeah I I think at the the beginning it will be a bit bit strange and I mean it's, it's the whole situation the world's gone through has changed everyone's perspective and outlook on life and how you'd approach things and such as personal space and social distancing is is such a not seems a normal thing now when like, you don't see your friends and you don't get to, to to gather around with people and you've literally got a very small collection of people that you see and even then you're semi-conscious of sitting on top of one another basically where I think when you first go to the game, it might just be that for the first few times. But once a goal goes in, are you telling me that you're just going to jump up and down and not hug the man next to you or hug the woman next to you or the jump on the person in front? And, you know, it, it, it won't happen. But at the beginning, I think it will be a bit strange for everyone. And as I say, I just think when, when a big game comes along, it'll all go out the window. And it, it's, it's only going to take one game one straw to break that camel's back and it'll all slip back in especially and the way the way this country's run and governed like football will be the fall guy football will be the blame for everything but you know it's just the stick that they used to beat us with we live in the north we live in the pool we, we've been bashed and slammed as as much as anyone in the world and or in this, in this country sorry and we're used to it by now we just dust ourselves off and get back up and bringing it all the way back to football that's what we've got to do next week. Dust ourselves off, get back up, and try and do it without the help of the fifty-five thousand that would normally be there to help us next week. And there's just no, it's just interesting to hear your thoughts on that. They're all to, to, to close to close Real Madrid out. Really, um, I just wanted to highlight. I, I don't normally whinge about referees, but like he let an awful lot go there tonight. And, and, and there was a foul on Manny with with let up to one of the goals. I don't know what Sadio Mane needs to do to get a free kick, to be honest with you. You know, he's bundled off the ball on many occasions, and amongst other players, but Mane especially tonight appeared not to be to get even so much as a sniff from the referee. And, you know, John, it was Johnny Henderson, I think, on one of the pods that said what, what, how refreshing it was playing in Europe to see our front three getting some decisions. Well, they didn't get very many tonight. Yeah, you know, Felix Kirchhoff is renowned for... Um 
um, not being very strict on, on, on you know, the physical uh, um, um, challenges, and 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 usually that you know that that livens up a game, and and you know it doesn't become the stop-start affair that, that it can become if, if 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 the referee you know just just whistles for everything. But yeah, this uh, you know the the uh, the incident that you refer to that this was clearly a foul. The problem is is that it didn't directly lead to the goal and, and it wasn't in uh, in the penalty box because otherwise uh, VAR would have been able to to get involved and, and and tell the referee that he had made a mistake because you know it, it was very clearly foul. Um, unfortunately, it led to the second goal. But uh, no, I, I, if I uh, know the the rules around uh, around uh, VAR correctly. They can only um, they can only uh, correct uh, any mistakes by by the referee if if um, if the mistake that the referee has made directly leads to the goal and, and this wasn't the case. So, but yeah, I, I thought in the first half he he did it to both sides because you know that there was this Modric shout for a penalty or at least a, pen, uh, a foul on the penalty box that he he didn't look at and. There was a, a, a tangle between Ozan Kabak and uh, uh, what's his name Benzema, uh, which he didn't. You know, a, a stricter referee could have uh, given a penalty. It wouldn't be wouldn't have been a just penalty, but it, it could have been a penalty. So I, I didn't I didn't think he it, this was this had a lot to do with uh, with the referee. It's um, uh, I, I think we were the architects of our own downfall uh, for um, maybe not 100%, but, but at least 99. So yeah, I I, uh, I, I generally think he's uh, he's an okay uh, referee and uh, and and he's he's way better than than anyone we have at uh, in, the, in the Premier League. Um, so I, I I don't even know. I, I think I think the point, Beryl, would be. You know, there's letting things go, but he let he really let them go. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, again, the, the money one was was clearly a foul. It was it was an obvious mistake, but he was he was miles off it. So he was he was watching the situation from uh, maybe uh, um, 50 meters, and uh, and I think um, you should be more careful at that point. And he was very very resolute about it not being a foul, and and he was very wrong about it. So. Um, uh, again, I, you know, you, if if a referee is is uh, uh, you know is consistent in, in, within a match, uh, I usually don't have a have have a qualm with it. I, you know, then you know what what the uh, what the norms are. So what's a foul and what what isn't, and, and if if they um, if they judge the same for both teams, I I, I don't care about it, but. Uh, again, I don't think uh, he had a, had a major impact on uh, on uh, on this game or, or on, on on the result of the game. Let, let's put it that way. Um, and, and other teams, and I've said this before, other teams are are better at at drawing fouls, fouls or, or getting fouls, and um, we we are really not good at that. I, I don't know if this is um uh, has to do with something with the, the personalities of our of our players or or you know uh, that that other teams uh, specifically uh, train on things like this but uh, we really don't don't get fouls 
where other teams and, and Real are, are really good at it, of course, it's, you know, when, when they get into a situation that they are, uh, uh, that they may be dispossessed and this could, could um, you know, um, start a, a counterattack or, 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 you know, it could be a threatening situation, then it just drop to the floor and they get a foul. And, and this is something, you know, maybe we should be better at being a, 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 a top team. And we really are not good at it. If you if you look at our 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 stats, in almost every game we get we have more fouls against us. Uh, and, you know, and no, we commit more fouls according to the referees, of course, than they than there are committed against us. And this is a very strange thing. And um, um, but you know, I, I, I'm um, uh, on a tangent right now, uh, uh, and as we were before. But yeah. Um, don't, don't worry, there's pods full of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably because you know, we need tangents to, to to distract ourselves from from the the absolute dire situation that we are in. Because you know th- there was this one shimmer of hope, uh, which was uh, you know for for for, um, for silverware, and this was uh, uh, the very long shot of of the Champions League, and that's fading right now. And this might also have an impact on uh, our game this weekend against Aston Villa, and uh, because you know we really need to um, perform next week uh, against Real Madrid as well. So uh, I, I hope this doesn't, you know, entirely unravel our season uh, altogether. Uh, you know, some may say it. You, some may say it could be a blessing in disguise to go all out for the top four and the likelihood of winning the Champions League is my less and all that. But, you know, there, there's there's a, there's a whole pile of different ways of looking at it. The, the truth is, we'll not know until next week what way we're going. But at the very least, we have an away goal to cling on to. And on a, on a weird tangent, I I couldn't care about Aston Villa tonight. <laughs> I'm not doing a preview of it. I'm really sorry. Um, it, what will be will be. Uh, how do you I'll just, I'll just get into it though, Dave. <laughs> just go say, ahead, go if on. Did, did, if you don't know about that referee's performance tonight in our game, if you want oh, to see the referee's city, performance, you're going to say about the oh city my game. word, oh. he was terrible. Oh, we had it on the second screen in the house. Holy fuck! Like I mean, like how, number one, Dortmund's goal that was disallowed. Like what? That's where you begin. Then the penalty. Oh, Jesus. It, the penalty it, it, it was where he and goes down holding his own face and then Chan gets the yellow card for it. I mean... No, didn't, didn't he reverse the yellow card though after VAR? No, nope. no, nope. nope. Oh, he nope. didn't? Oh, well, I dare say that'll be reversing. Re- reversing I don't think so. Anyway. Re- well, on the match report, Chan's got a yellow card anyway. Unless he got one later on. Um, but... Why? I thought he got, uh, there was something happening in our game, but I, I thought he'd gone back to, to reverse it because of the decision, you know, what was what it was. I think he just was a uh, reverse the decision to give the penalty. But either way, like, we do normally hold referees in Europe as being much better than those that are in the Premier League because the ones in the Premier League are absolutely terrible. Um, but <laughs> tonight, I mean, it, it, it was chalk and cheese tonight in, in terms of the referee in the City game was dishing out, excuse me, cards and decisions left, right and centre. And he's a Romanian referee. And the one we had tonight, is he, is he Dutch, I think, um, the, the fellow we had tonight? Brick, is he Barrow knows him? He's German. German. He's German. Hmm. So maybe he's a Bayern Munich fan, he's just not a fan of Klopp and Dortmund then. Um, 
but but no, nevertheless, we we digress. I mean, we we'll get a different one next week, and who knows? Maybe maybe we get one next week that doesn't fall for all the histrionics that Vinicius was up to tonight in terms of he got, he really got into Trent's head, and Trent was not on this game from the very start. But as the second half went on, he really really just had Trent on the string, and he 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 mastered them into a yellow card, and Trent was on a very very tight rope. He could have been sent off easily just for for losing his temper and. He's going to do exactly the same next week. It's going to take a, a strong referee to to not play up to the Madrid European histrionics, should we say. Yeah, you don't need to tell me about Brazilians driving you to the point of distraction. <laughs> I'm married the one thing. They can bring you to the point of distraction with a look. Um, so, anyhow, listen, lads, we'll leave it there. As I say, Villa at the weekend. Uh, what will be, will be. Mixed bag. Who knows what comes out of the bag for Villa. Uh, hopefully a win. But at this stage, you couldn't put, couldn't put money on anything. Listen, guys, thanks for your time, as always, and thanks to the listeners. Sorry we're a bit disjointed tonight, but it's just one of those results. I think we all thought we were going to do a wee bit better than what we did there tonight. So hopefully next week we can right the wrong, but long shot, and hopefully we'll beat Villa. And as I say, Dave and the crew will be back after the Villa game. So until then, up the well-beaten Reds. <laughs>